Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning, welcome back. Guys, Cetus Lapidus. Cetus Lapidus. <laughs> this is what an episode we have for y'all today. Y'all? Yeah, I don't know. Y'all just came out. It just felt right. Hey, you know what? If it felt right. Zetus Lapidus. <laughs> So as you guys know, since quarantine started, we've really just been Zoom, Zoom, Zooming for our podcast guests. We really have. Like, man, are we thankful for Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. What would we do without it? Yeah, I mean, I just, I I wake up every morning and I'm like, what would I do without the ability to Zoom, Zoom, Zoom? And guys, speaking of (laughs) Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. We have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. We're sure you saw it in the title when you clicked this, but if you're one of those people who just like clicks without looking, we had Holly Folger on, who has been in so many incredible things. Most importantly, she is Aunt Judy from Xenon. We, after we were done, which you guys will get the sense from the interview, she really is Aunt Judy. She is the sweetest woman ever, and we just had the best time talking to her. Honestly, one of the nicest people we've ever met in our lives, let alone for the podcast. So we could literally sit here. You guys know us. We love to chat, and we absolutely love talking with Holly. We could sit here all day and tell you about it, but you might as well just listen to the episode. That is honestly such a good idea. They should just listen to the episode. Honestly, thank you. I thought of it myself. It's just, it's really- The interview, not the episode? (laughs) The interview. (laughs) You're already listening to the, you're already listening to the, we're drawing it out too much. Let's just get to it. Okay, we're going to get to it. Enjoy Holly. Here she is. Hi. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time and doing this and with us. Anytime. Are you Um, in um, Ohio? Did we see- I am in Ohio. I am in Westlake, Ohio right now. Um, I grew up in Ohio and I came back a couple years ago to help out with my dad who's in his 90s and to start this nonprofit that I've started here. So oh, nice. and I used to go back and forth to LA all the time and I haven't been back there since December and I was planning a trip in August and I don't think I can get back. Are you, are you guys in LA? We are. Yeah, we're okay, both. So, yeah, we what, both are. What's happening? I talked to my daughter last night. They don't go anywhere. My kids don't really go out much. So, yeah. you know, but um, but I just read that they're doing a whole, a new lockdown thing. Yes. We just yeah. saw like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, the, yeah. they posted that. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just shared that they're reclosing fitness centers, churches. A couple weeks ago, they did bars again and restaurants, but they're kind of taking some steps backwards. And it was right. like, 30 minutes ago, they just announced about fitness centers and churches. And I think malls are closing again and hair salons. Damn. I know. I mean, that's when you really value Zoom calls or FaceTime so you can still see people. Yep. Uh, Yep. That is the truth. So we would love to ask you some questions. And speaking of kind of acting, how did you personally get started in acting? 
in my high school, it was just musicals and I can't sing or dance or any of that. And so I lived in Australia for about a year and I came back here after, after high school and I went to college at this tiny little liberal arts school. And I auditioned for a play on a dare which was no exit, you know, which every college does one of the, you know, no <laughs> but, and I got cast and I just, I, you know, I just kept pursuing it. It just was, I just kept on. I, I moved to Chicago uh, after I quit school after two years. And it was there that I started to study. I mean, I studied in college, but it was just, there were three professors at my college, Hiram college in Ohio. And it wasn't like a theater arts school at all. So I quit and then I, at, wait, after I quit, I joined the, the Great Lake Shakespeare Festival. I oh, saw cool. it as an intern and it was there in 1977 that th this group of interns worked with in, here in Lakewood, Ohio and Tom Hanks was one of them. Oh, oh my gosh. wow. So all of us, were, and we're all still in touch. We had a we're, it's, it's the coolest thing. We, we, I don't know what it was. I think it was that we were all so young and so hopeful and unjaded and we all have connected over the years and we have, we have this wonderful group that we talk to each other and we email each other. But he, I'm, you know, we all met there and we were the interns who did all the you know the the horrible work where it was in it was in rep, so that um, they'd have to change sets over every other night or so, and that's what we would do. Or like I had two lines in Taming of the Shrew, um, and I assistant directed, I think Hamlet, but that was a disaster and <laughs> for other reasons. Um, I also ran the sound, and I ruined opening night. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> but I ruined it. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so so I just kept, I just kept at it. I didn't have, you know, it wasn't like I had a mentor who would, was saying, "Okay, here's what you do. Here's what you do." I just, I was by the seat of my pants. Just this sounds interesting, and I love this. So let me see if I can do this. And that's pretty much how it started. And. Um, you know, after moving to Chicago and taking acting lessons and then starting, Chicago at the time was just starting to become this renaissance place with theaters, those little theaters. And the, mm -hmm. I was with a company called the Remains Theater Company, which no longer exists. A lot of the Remains members went to Steppenwolf, but we had, our members were Will, Billy, William Peterson, Billy Peterson, this, you know, CSI, yeah. uh, Ted Levine, the on you know uh monk and then the scary guy uh silence of the lambs oh yeah uh, and uh amy morton who's an amazing actress and wow. Harry cole was with remains so so there was there was a group of us so it was extraordinary to to work in chicago at that time but then they had a lot of casting directors who would come into town and that's how i started to get tv shows so so the move out to la was pretty easy for me mm -hmm. because that's i just great. You know, yeah, it, it was so great. It really was. So I just came out there and I just, you know, it was the my age and, you know, the time that out there and the sitcoms and I just, I just started to work and it was a blast. It was just, oh, the, yeah. That's so great. Oh, that's such a cool story too. 
Yeah. Um, so we saw that you were in, uh, you played Robin in Anything But Love with Jamie Lee Curtis. What was that experience like? Was that? That was my favorite. You know, coming from the theater and then go, getting a show like that, that was one of the nicest casts. It was just so very much fun. It was, our cast was very, everybody was giving. They didn't, it wasn't this creepy competition ever. And the writers were great and we had so much fun. It was so much fun. Oh, that's you know, so great. It was, it was <laughs> such a delight to go to work, you know, and who knows? I mean, you're in that and you, it's your reality. And, and in retrospect, wow, it was such a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really. We were actually talking because I had seen an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis where she was talking about her career and just highlights. And she talked so highly of that experience as well. Like she said, it was just such a wonderful place and she loved going to work on that show every day. It was, it was just fun. And we, you know, it's just, I can't explain when you're on a show that you, you love each other. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better in the world. There really isn't when there aren't mm-hmm. egos or, but when you're on a show where you love each other and you want the other one to do well, it's just so much fun. And you, yeah. you know, in our dressing rooms, we're <laughs> all in the back. So you have, it's just cool. It's just yeah. so, it's just, it was just, a, it was such a delight. And you know, where, where did that film? On, on the Fox lot. Oh, okay. okay. I can't remember what I did at Warner Brothers. I think I did, oh, I did this show called, I think it was Warner Brothers, Cafe American with Valerie Bertinelli. It was oh. like one season. And I think we shot at Warner Brothers. Oh, nice. I recognize that. Oh, that's awesome. And, that? oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, was, it, was it fun then for you since you started in theater to then go to a show? Because that was filmed in front of a live audience, right? Yeah, yeah. it's different. Yeah. yeah. It's different, but yes, it was, it was such fun. There were times initially, um, sometimes it could be, you could get a little bit nervous, but because the characters were so well-written and because they so understood who we were, the writers did, it was like, it was like putting on a really well-fitting coat. And this was fun. Um, I remember when I first started, I auditioned for the series of Working Girl Um, Oh yeah. They did a series and we did, and I I think it was one of the first things I'd ever gotten. And we did our first, we did our first run through, you you know, you have a table read and then you do your first run through. I had no idea. And you know, I'm used to rehearsals and, and I didn't get it. And I didn't get that all the executives would be there and all the, you know, everybody. And I was nervous and I was supposed to have a New York accent because my character was supposed to be this character that Joan Cusack had played in the movie. So I had a terrible New York accent and I was nervous. And of course I was fired that evening. No, (laughs) oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there's, there's moments like that, which are horrible, but um, you know, I don't know why I thought of that, but uh, <laughs> they can always be learning experiences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you also were on the sitcom Ellen as well. What was that experience like? Well, that one was, that was a tough one. I got to be honest. Um, we, that show originally was called These Friends of Mine. And I remember mm. after Anything But Love, there was a show that I, they wanted to take me to network on called um, Frazier. Mm-hmm. And then there was Ellen that came up. And I remember I talked to one of the writers or the guy who was the showrunner from uh, 
anything but love, Peter uh -huh. Noah. And he said, I think you should go for Frasier. And I said, oh, but they don't, like with Ellen, they wrote these characters. It was Neil Marlins and Carol Black, and then David Rosenthal, who had been a PA on Anything But Love. And oh. I, you know, I used to stand and chat around and talk and laugh. You know, when they're rehearsing or you're not on set, you just kind of hang out and, you know. So we got to be friends. And when that show came up, they, there was this character named Holly. And they brought us in. They brought me in. They brought Ari Gross in, Maggie Wheeler. You know, there was a few other people, I think. But, and we read with Alan and everybody, and then they cast us. So the show was supposed to be initially more like friends mm -hmm. and then there it just there was a lot of tension and different people wanted different things and it was just you know after being used to anything but love where, where everybody's like yeah let's do this this sure. was it was tense and i remember <laughs> it was just it, it was a it was a hard working experience so oh. um you know it was it was exciting because mm -hmm. when we first premiered, I think, I can't remember what our lead-in was, but we did so well. We were like the number one show. And I'll never forget uh, going somewhere. And uh, people were recognizing me in a big way. And it was, and it was, it was like, wow, this is cool. And then, <laughs> you know, and then it went on and then I was replaced and then that went away. So, so that was, it was not, it was okay, you know, yeah. but it had its ups and downs. Yeah. So anyway, so that from there, I think I got, I don't know, I think, I can't remember what I got next. I, I think I might've gotten Cafe American or I did a show called Dweebs with, which is very similar to the Big Bang Theory. We did oh, Dweebs. cool. Yep. It was Peter Scolari and Corey Feldman and I think uh, Farrah, an actress named Farrah Forky, who was on Wings. Okay. Okay. So we did that, and then you know, then I got a script. So back in the day when I was um, auditioning, they, my agency would send me scripts. Right? It wouldn't uh -huh. be they just they deliver them to your door. And this wow. one is great. Wow! <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and this one had on the cover. I think it was HBO or something, right? It, I can't remember, but I thought, oh, HBO. So I read this, and it was a kid movie, but I was like, but it's HBO, and it didn't have Disney, and then it was a Disney movie. And me, thinking I want to be, you know, Meryl Streep or somebody, I thought, a Disney movie. <sighs> so <laughs> little did I know, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I remember we shot the first one in Vancouver and we had the best time. I can't, it, again, uh, one of those things where we had the best time. We laughed so much and we, we all got to be really close. I'm still friends with, with everyone. And as a matter of fact, I want to do a, um, a fundraiser for my nonprofit. And it has to, of course, be virtual. So mm -hmm. we're, putting, we're putting it together and we're putting the event together. And one of the things to raise money was, in, we're trying to figure out like people to bid on stuff. Maybe we have a, a catalog or something. And one of the things I was talking to the, 
the this woman who works with me at the marketing company and I said you know I don't know I mean maybe you could you could do something with Xenon or maybe it could be like lunch a virtual lunch with some of the members from Xenon but I said nobody really remembers that and she said okay stop because <laughs> She's in her 20s. And she said, I just read something about Xenon. And so I had, we had no idea, none. It yeah. Was so funny to me that that's the thing that I still get people remember it. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, well, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched all three oh, of yeah. those movies growing up. And yeah. Now Disney Plus is back and I've recently rewatched them. Yeah. I think I saw the last one twice. I haven't, I mean, I haven't watched them in forever. I really yeah. have I remember certain things and certain times that we, uh, I remember d this one time distinctly that it was at the very end of the first Xenon and it was where the space station was going to blow up and it's a serious moment. And we had Mandy Cope, was it? no, it was uh, Kenny Johnson who was directing it. And it was a serious moment. And, and Xenon's there, and I'm there, and Plank's there, and it's the thing's going five, four, three, and it was Stu's uh, close-up, Plank. So I, was, so I was giving him his eye line so he could look at me, and we're supposed to be real scared, and I will never forget, it was his close-up, and I looked at him, and I burst out laughing, but he didn't, uh, he didn't <laughs> look at the character, <laughs> but it was one of those moments because everything, everything about it, it was it was so fun and there were things like when they would build sets a lot of times we would go places we filmed in vancouver that one time and then we filmed in south africa and new zealand wow so places where where you know some of the stuff that they had to work with wasn't as sophisticated as universal or you know so that so that the um when we were supposed to be on the space station and it was like turbulence we had one, we had a, I think a piece of wood and one guy here and one guy here. And they were, it was like a teeter totter. Oh and they my were gosh. like trying to make it look like we were in turbulence or once, or the doors always shut with somebody was behind them shutting them. You know, it was oh, never, wow. it was never like this. It was more like, you know, these two guys. <laughs> and it was stuff That's like so that, that that was delightful and it was sweet. And, and we would just, we just laughed and we would stay at these places. We, I stayed the longest time when we were in New Zealand and it was the most beautiful country. And we, oh, we would have such fun. We oh. had such fun with the, between the producers and the actors. The girls couldn't go out as much because they were young. So they, yeah. but the moms would come. The girls. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so it was real. it was, it was just, it was a pleasure. And I'm still in touch with, Suzanne Costin, who was one of the producers, Suzanne DePass, um, I've pitched to a few times. Um, Stu Pank, and I'm, I'm in touch with Philip, I love so much. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's just, he's, he's so lovely. He's such a great guy. Um, and Kirsten, I'm not in touch with, just because Laura Malpe, I got in touch with recently through Facebook, so I was so excited. She's She's in school. She's, I think she left acting behind, I think. Mm, I okay. So um, anyway. It's all so great to hear because, I mean, one of the main reasons David and I had an interest in making this theme for our podcast is because it really, these movies and these shows are things that we have, we have um, like so many memories from watching them for the first time. And, and like you said, it's Disney. Nobody knew what would become of it. But 
for so many people is so most important in our lives. It, yeah. Such monumental movies that we still love so much. One time my kids, some, I wanted my son or somebody brought a friend over and she started crying when she <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's, it's so sweet. I, 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 like I said, I've never, in one time we, um, my brother lived in a small town in Ohio and I went there one Christmas and they had Santa there and they had Santa come in on the, you know, the, you know, the fire truck and everybody was in line for Santa and somebody recognized me. One of the kids recognized me from Xenon and all those kids from the Santa line went running up to me. <laughs> it had no one in his line. Santa's old news. And Judy's here. <laughs> so it was stuff like that. that just, and it amazed me because like I said, I, who I had no clue. And I didn't know it was even that, I didn't know how popular it was. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it is fun. I will go up to people because doing what I'm doing now and trying to create a docu-series here about beauty and using these legends that we've created, it's a lot of times I'll go out on the street and just want to talk to people. Or mm -hmm. if it's somebody that's usually 20s to 30s, if I say, did you ever watch the Disney Channel when you were little? And if they do, then usually, usually that's like my weird calling card of... <laughs> I promise you, I'm not interviewing you. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and that's all part of the true beauty discovery, right? That you're yes. a part of? Yes. And, and we are, um, like I said, we're doing our fundraiser in September. And w the docu-series is about allowing women and girls to create their own beauty ideals. So, and it's through these seven legends that we've created. Say, for example, one of the legends is the dreamer legend. And so, so part of it is to find these things within yourself that, that, you know, dreamers have. And it's, and, and what we want the girls and the women to do is to be able to express themselves in what they think, you know, a, a dreamer might like or want to look like, or so that you pull in, you can pull in any kind of anything. So to express yourself and, I just, it's just, it's exciting to me to be able to feature all sorts of girls and women, you know, in this, in this series and to allow them to feel celebrated and seen and mm -hmm. be seen because that's real important. And I don't think we have that. So that's been my mission lately. That's so cool. It sounds absolutely amazing. And it is, I think it's so, <clears throat> like this day and age, a lot of more women are coming out and speaking up about true beauty like, you, like you're doing as well. And it is so important because growing up, you see what you see on TV and there are these perfect images of these women. And you just, like personally, it's like, I'm like, there's, I would never look, I could never look like that. That means I must be less than. So, you know, those kind of thoughts come into girls' heads sometimes. I know, so many. And, and if you don't see yourself out there, represented out there, it's diminishing to yeah. who you are. And so that's been, because, you know, being an actress and growing up and every woman, I, I would think, I would think most women and girls feel that way. I can't, maybe somebody out there is so self-assured and confident and I think that's great. I would love to meet that person because I, I kind of never had have when it comes to how you look or who you are. It, it just, it's so mixed in with things that aren't, 
about a person's worth. So yeah, yeah. it gets really warped. It, you know, you're not sure. It, it's it's really bad. <laughs> but luckily, there's people like you that are working to kind of make their kind of a new version of beauty. Yeah, yeah, completely. So and what was the website? I think I had spoken at the same time, and I just want to make sure people can hear it. TrueBeautyDiscovery.org. Okay. Perfect. And we have a, a True Beauty Discovery fan page on Facebook. And um, I have a page on Facebook, my Holly Folger page, which I, I don't tend much to, which I probably should do more. But <laughs> I do have that. And uh, once we start our social media campaign, then, you know, we're going to start all sorts of different you know, uh, ways to ramp up to the, to the event in September. But um, yeah, so... Check it okay. out. That's going to be such a fun event too in September. I think it will. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm thinking of all these things and all these people to, to kind of get involved. And I have no clue how to do a virtual event, but I do have help. But Good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, because I mean, even anybody this week that we've told that we were going to be interviewing you gets so excited because they know exactly who you are. So I can't imagine how well this fundraiser is going to go in September. <laughs> That makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it, it's exciting. And it's, it's just to let us, let people know who, who we are. We did a pilot last September that we shot here in Cleveland. And my friend, um, Michael Goy, who is, I, I met Michael years ago in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And he is a cinematographer, a, a very well-known cinematographer and he started directing as well and he was the person who created the look for American Horror Story. I mean oh, this wow. Michael's brilliant. He's he's brilliant and he's and and he and I one of the first things I ever did was a a they used to do these in-store demonstrations that were you know videos they just mm -hmm. stick them in the store and it was for a paint sprayer and Michael and I, his director friend, they, his director friend gets this job. And, and he said, would you do this for me? And I said, okay. So Michael shot it. This uh, friend, John Streisick, directed it. And I was the paint sprayer. But I had a mask on, like a, and I had to spray the paint. And Michael shot it. And the director, who was a theater director, midway through this whole thing, he's like, this is stupid. And he walked out. And we have the guy from Sears there. So Michael, <laughs> so I met Michael and I have been through a lot. So Michael came here because he's helped create this, and he came here to shoot the pilot with me. And we had to use because you know we we were on a wing and a prayer, and and um, we had to use the Cleveland State Film School. We didn't have to; they generously donated their time. And so it was one of those things where it was a shoot and there were a lot of wonderful things and a lot of challenges, but we shot it and it was, and the little girl that we worked with, it was for the dreamer legend. And I played the dreamer and this little girl named Grace played the dreamer and it's up on the website. There's a little, there, there's a little video on the website of a focus group that we worked with. And Grace is the little girl. She has a thing called Noonan syndrome, which keeps her, which makes her short and she's 14 and she's the most she's the most wonderful human being i have ever met and Aww. she's had so many struggles with her health and with you know being in school or being accepted and she one of my goals is to like someone like that 
to allow them to feel special in, in the, because she, she's so extraordinary and allow her to feel just like celebrated. That, that was a joy. And I've gotten to be very close friends with her family. And, um, and she will be at the fundraiser. I'd like, I want to interview her and, and she's, she's going to be in the sizzle reel that we're putting out. And just, just to see these people, these individuals and have them just see their light. It's just, it's so cool. That's so, really cool. yeah, so we shot that and Michael helped and, um, it was, it was every time you do anything like that, it's just, it's fun. It's just because you put your heart and soul into it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, we can't wait. I'm sure that shines through as well. You can see that your whole heart is in it. Yeah. Well, you can, when I start talking about it, I just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's the right thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, we can't wait. That sounds so amazing. Oh, do. And I'll keep you guys posted. I have that email, right? So I can just get. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to any updates and oh, when, so, yeah. And when was the, is there an official date for the virtual you know, we have a meeting tomorrow and we're going to pick the date. It's in, someone told me during the week is better. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I have no idea. So I'm, we're <laughs> going to talk about it tomorrow, but we're thinking about, I'd have to look at a calendar, but um, it can't be the weekend of Rosh Hashanah or near there. So it's got to be, you know, I was thinking the week before or the week after. So okay, Wednesday might be, somebody said Wednesdays and Thursdays are best. So just trying to get a consensus and yeah. see, balance everybody's schedules. <laughs> Honestly, people will probably still be home for the most part. Yeah. So I think I know. so. Yeah, I know. Changing but, day by day. Do you guys go out much over there? Not, not really. No. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I think, I mean, we've gone to the grocery store like once, once every two weeks almost. Cause we try to get as much as we can. Yeah. When we go. So weird. Have you te been tested? I got tested because I had to have, I had to um, get a procedure with something with my back and um, it was just a shot, but I had to get tested mm. and it was the most excruciating thing I've ever gone through. Was oh. it the no one? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was screaming, you know, and you're in your car and there's this person next to you and I'm screaming. I said, that wouldn't hurt. And she goes, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> did you do it yourself or did they do it to you? They did it. She did oh. it. See, we both have gotten tested just because, just because. Just to <laughs> but, know. Yeah. Um, and it was the one where they hand it to you and then instruct you and you have to do it to yourself up your nose. No, she was like, oh gosh. <laughs> just horrible. Oh. For three hours after that. It, yeah. It was, it was really painful. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, on that note. <laughs> Okay. Well, it was so nice to meet you. Sweet little kids. Oh. <laughs> stay um, safe. Hopefully you can see your Yes. Tell your moms hi. And, <laughs> thank oh. you so much. Thank you so much, Holly. It was so nice to meet you. Okay, nice to meet you too. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. 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 Holly, if you are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. She was, could, do you guys see what we mean? She really is Aunt Judy. She was so sweet and we just connected with her right away. And we loved hearing all of her Xenon stories, of course. Yeah, we loved that story. I mean, her whole career from anything but love to, I mean, you know, she was very open about basically her whole thing with Ellen and, and her true beauty discovery that she's working on now. And I mean, 
my God, if there is a Xenon reunion happening in September, you better believe we're going to be watching. We will freak out. And you guys, make sure to check out the website for truebeautydiscovery.org. It sounds absolutely amazing. We will make sure to link to any of the, either the website, I think she said there's an Instagram page for it as well. And then she said there's that Zoom event that she's, they're planning. They're not sure of a date yet, but when we find out, we will share that as well. Oh, you know we will. The The funny thing is like, if we saw that there was any kind of Xenon reunion, we would have been sharing it like crazy anyway. Oh my God, we would have been freaking out. So we cannot wait and just hope that they can make this happen and we're definitely going to join in. Oh my God. We will not miss it. We would never. Oh, but Holly, thank you again if you're listening, if you've made it this far, because I know we babble. You ramble. <laughs> but thank you so much. And you guys, if you liked this episode, obviously make sure to go follow Holly on all of her social media. We will link all of it. And you can also give us a follow if you want. Nice. It, it really would be so nice. It would just make our year. And boy, what a year it's been. Yeah, we're everywhere at BTTV Podcast. Um, our website is www.bttvpodcast.com. Links to everything is on our website. It's just a one-stop shop. Yeah, and then if you did like it, please, please, please share this episode. Go give us a rating and a review on all podcast platforms. You guys, we already have another guest lined up for next week that if you liked this episode, you're going to like next week's episode. So make sure to tune in. And if you follow us on any of the social media, you'll know when we're posting the episode. And thank you so much for listening. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. And a huge thank you to Holly again. And you guys just please, 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 please join us next time where we are going to keep taking you. Back to the best. Goodbye. Bye.